Riverside. Brant, how are we doing, brother? I'm doing well, man. I'm ready, uh, ready for week zero of football, man. Let's get into it. What does that even mean? Can we start there for this episode? <laughs> it <laughs> <What>? just me- <laughs> Week zero, can we stop with that? It just means that uh, they're trying to corner, corner all the viewership. And, I mean, Dave, would there be another time that you watch the likes of Nebraska Northwestern or the likes of a Vanderbilt Hawaii? No. And- no. They're playing in Ireland. Like, what is what's what's happening, man? I mean, I and trust me, I nobody is craving football more than you and I. But this week zero stuff is just—I mean, it is totally a money grab, and they're going to get all of us suckered in, and we'll be watching it. But really, we can't do better than that. At least give me one good matchup, just one. Yeah, there aren't any this weekend, but that's okay, man. Football is back. Football is back man like thank god it has been the never ending off season and i'm going to start right with a text message that you sent me dude can we can we do this i you sent me i believe what you called brant's big 10 bull takes um oh, yeah. so it was something along those lines and you were you serious with these i'm just curious before i start going through them can we start well, with these or, or are these like talking points? Because I, no, I, I don't know. You can substitute bold for hot. So these are more hot takes than they are uh, to be what I really think is going to happen. But it's something that, as a long shot, I could see happening. Um, and I believe, okay. I definitely believe in a few of them. Okay. Yeah. I don't. I mean, they're not totally outlandish. I, I, I'm with you. I just wanted to to see if this was like. Like you're putting your stamp on this. This is your take, or these are just like some hot takes we want to talk about. So, all right, thanks for clarifying that. All right, man. So, you gave me five bold takes around the Big Ten in college football, and what we decided to do with that was I, I told you I'd rank them right in in terms of most likely to least likely. Okay, so let me just read them in the order that you sent them to me, just so our uh, our listeners are are dialed in here. Ohio, so number one, Ohio State will have at least two losses by the time they see Michigan. Number two, Minnesota or Purdue will win the Big Ten West. Number three, Maryland will finish third in the East. Number four, Nebraska will win nine games. And Scott, the man Frost, will not only keep his job, but he'll receive an extension. Oh, that was hard to read. Um or and then number five, Oregon and Washington will join the Big Ten before the college football playoff kicks off. So, all right, Brandon, am I missing anything? Nope, those are the five, man. Okay, so let me start with the least likely that I'm going to rank, and that would be Nebraska winning nine games. I <laughs> really. I don't. I don't see it. I, I don't. I don't see it. And I, beyond just the fact that I can't stand Scott Frost in Nebraska, I did then go ahead and bring up their schedule. So winning nine games, right? So this is why I'm. I'm. 
I don't think, like, Nebraska, if people remember Nebraska season last year, they basically lost, I think it was like nine of their games by single digits and like a single score. Like, it was ridiculous. Like the And one of those being Michigan, right? We remember that game. And so they were right there by all means. They made some. They made some moves, particularly on offense in the off season. I believe they um, they brought in a transfer quarterback, and they, they actually got Casey, two court. Casey, yeah, Casey Thompson, Thompson from Texas. from Texas. Yeah, yep. um, and they brought in another guy too. Um, I, for, I forget his name, but Casey Thompson is going to be should, should be the guy. Um, still, still not enough for me. I, I'm looking at. Let's just start right at week zero at Northwestern. Um, and, and I know this is in Ireland, so it says at Northwestern. But I, I know we're, we may do some bets here towards the end. I, I'm not so sold that Nebraska is just going to come in and just roll over Northwestern and Pat, Pat Fitzgerald. Then, Brant, they also play Oklahoma this year. Um, and we know Lincoln Riley's gone, but uh, Oklahoma, still Oklahoma, and Nebraska is still Nebraska. Um, they also play Purdue, away at Purdue, which I think could be challenging. They they've got Brant. Okay, actually, so their last six games. Here are five of their last six games: Purdue, Minnesota, Michigan, Wisconsin, Iowa. I I don't see them. I mean that that would go to say that they have even if they lose like three of those five games, that means they what beat Oklahoma. I don't see it, man. I just, from a schedule standpoint, I don't see it. So tell me where your head was at with that. Do you actually, and then Scott Frost getting his extension. Nebraska's so stupid. Like, I could see them. I'm not even going to disagree. Like, he he might get an extension. We've been hearing his seat is hot for a while now, and it probably should be with, you know, there was a lot of a lot of hype when Scott Frost came home to, to Nebraska to coach this team. You know, he's the the... Jim Harbaugh, if you will, of uh, his alma mater and going back and coaching. But, man, you wonder if he uh, regrets leaving what he was building at UCF because he was a special, special coach at that time. There was a lot of energy around that program. So, Brant, where's your head at with Nebraska? You think this is realistic? They could win nine games? Because I'm going to be honest with you, I don't think it's realistic. Okay, I do think it's realistic. And the reason why I say that, Dave, is you say Oklahoma is Oklahoma still, but – Brent no, Venable's I said they're coming. not. No, no, no. I said they're not. Brent Venable oh. is there. I said Lincoln Riley is out. I'm understanding they're not the same Oklahoma, but I still think Oklahoma has talent. That, that talent didn't just all leave. Like we know their quarterback did, right? Yeah. But I, I just, Williams. yeah, yeah. He certainly left, and I and I think that after Dave, you remember the game last year against them in Norman? It was like oh, yeah. it, it was, was like a, a field goal game. It was, it was a, game. a very it was a very close game. So. I think Nebraska could get that one. Um, I know it's probably a 35 to 40% chance that they snag it, but uh, weirder things have happened at home. You know what I mean? So it, it very well could happen. And, Dave, if you look at their starting slate, um, I know we're going to talk about it, like you said, in the bets, but Northwestern could be a dub. And then if you can grab the Oklahoma game, your next two opponents after that are Indiana and Rutgers. Mm-hmm. Would you give them those two, Dave? Maybe I maybe I don't know. Okay. To be honest with you, I no. I like I, I hear I hear what you're saying, and I know. I mean, just from a point standpoint alone, of the games they were in last year, it makes sense to say. And and what Scott Frost is probably telling these guys is, you could have won. You could have won yeah, all right those there. games. Yeah, right. You're, you're right, right there. there. Uh, but you didn't win. Um, and and 
Michigan fans, we've known that all uh, all too familiar prior to, to last year. I just don't I'm – not, I'm not bought into it. So I'm looking at the schedule, Dave, and I'm just saying I could see a scenario where they are – Five and one or six and zero oh, headed into the back half of their schedule, and then you're only searching for three games. Um, so, and, and you might get Wisconsin or Iowa, potentially Minnesota, hopefully not Michigan. But uh, you saw them with the way they played them last year. You know, you just don't know, Dave. And yeah. and I you're and right. I could and I could see a world where um, Casey Thompson is lighting it up. And he was not Texas's problem last year. Texas couldn't stop anybody. That was the problem. Right. Um, so, so I think they have an upgraded quarterback. I think nine wins is definitely possible, but still more of a hot take. What's Adrian Martinez doing these days? Is Kansas he... State. Kansas State, man. Oh, I thought he was serving popcorn or something. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, what else do you do at Kansas State? I, I don't really know, but uh, they yeah. do have Deuce Vaughn, which is going to be one. Of I was going to say they're running back, in right? Football, yeah. He's a scat back. He does everything. Catches. The, he's like a Blake Corum for those of you that don't know him. Okay, get off Blake Corum. No, nobody's Blake Corum. <laughs> All right. So that was that was what I had ranked number five, and then as the least likely, my next one beneath there will be. And I know that you, I, I have heard you time and time again. You are. You're concerned about Michigan playing Maryland. I know you are, and you put it on here and said. Maryland will finish third in the East. The re I don't th- I'm not a Maryland hater. Like I do see what you're saying, and I know Talia Tango Viola is their quarterback. I just for that to happen, that is that means I, I mean I'm just gonna throw out that Michigan and Ohio State should be the top two teams in in the East, um, barring a total letdown. Um, but that third spot, then we're talking what Maryland, Penn State, Michigan State. I mean, I, I think that Penn Penn State is probably the one that sticks out the most. But even like Michigan State too, just from a, a a coaching standpoint, I know that they're predicted to have more of a a down year or whatever you want to call it. But I I don't see. I know Maryland's got the offensive power. Defensively, eh, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I, I don't totally hate that take, but third in the East seems kind of high for them. Tell me where your head's at. And I know that you're kind of higher on them than most. Yeah, and I think the reason is the receiving core, Talia, uh, good backs, uh, always uh, always decent backs there in Maryland. Um, and, I, and I feel like if you can get into shootouts with people, like a game against Michigan State for them, could just be like a barn burner. Like, take the over in that game. I don't know what I don't know what it'll come out at, but it, it feels like an over, Dave. And so, you don't know what to expect from Penn State, right, Dave? You you, you don't know what they're gonna be. You can't trust. I know their quarterbacks for nine years. I don't know. Yeah, true. But 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 yeah, uh, James Franklin's gonna James Franklin. So right, I, it's true. So. But but his seat is real hot, man. He I don't know. Yeah. Like I I feel like they can't get much worse right now. Answer me this question though, Dave: Is Maryland yeah. going to get somebody in the East? One of the four? Yes, or one oh. of the other three? Yeah, I think so. I do. Okay. I, yeah, I think so. I, I could see that. Yep. I, I would say Michigan, Penn State, and Michigan State. They're going to get one of the three. I would take Ohio State out of that, uh, yep. just because they have to go there. But outside of that, I think it's just. Uh, it's those three that need to be on upset alert, and, and they could maybe get two of the three. So that's where my head was at. <laughs> All right, the upset alert has been thrown out there. Yeah, no, I'm with you, man. I, I, I can definitely see them getting one of, those, one of those games. After that, 
third or yeah, kind of in the middle. Ohio State, I mean, I would love to put this one as the most likely, but Ohio State having at least two losses by the time they see Michigan. Oh, man, I mean, trust me, we would love that. But I don't, once again, I'm bringing up all these guys' schedules, and I just don't, I know where they could slip up. I know, like, Michigan State's going to give them a a tough game. But Notre Dame right out of the gate is going to be a battle. But I, I really and I said it before, I think Ohio State rolls there. They do play Wisconsin, right? So I'm just looking at, like, the first four games. Notre Dame, Arkansas State, Toledo, blah. Wisconsin, it is a home game, though, so they got to go play in Columbus. Rutgers, Michigan State, I think it'll be a tough game. Iowa, they got Iowa at home, though. I think that you travel to Iowa, maybe different story. They do travel to Penn State. I'm not super high on Penn State, kind of like you just said. Northwestern Indiana, your your Terrapins, Maryland, and then and then Michigan. Um, I I don't see it. Um, I see it as a possibility. I mean, trust me, man. I would love I would love it, but um, I don't see it as super likely. Where are you at with that? Okay, Dave. Th- this is where I got this one from. I looked their schedule up and down, and I just think five of your first eight games are potentially against top twenty five teams. I think at some point. All five of those teams, Wisconsin, Iowa, Michigan State, uh, Notre Dame, and um, Penn – or did I already say Penn State? Yeah, Wisconsin Mm. are Mm -hmm. going to be ranked in the top 25 at some point in this season, I believe. So if you're looking at power ratings, that is is one of the toughest schedules in the country, not just the Big Ten. They probably have the toughest schedule in the Big Ten with those crossover games against who they play in the West – Mm-hmm. But I really think they're going to struggle at some point, Dave. And uh, I mean, I, I, <laughs> it, I think it's, the uh, I, I think the game Brant that I would have circled for them is actually not even the Notre Dame game. I think it's Wisconsin, and I know it's a home game. But I'm just thinking of that Ohio State team last year. They struggle. They we know they struggled to stop the run. Right defense was was an issue last year. They got a new defensive coordinator. Wisconsin brings in one of the best running backs, if not the best running back in the in the country. I mean, we'll have to, to see. But I would say at least one of the best running backs in the country in Braylon Allen. And that that could be a fight. You know, I think to beat Ohio State, you're going to have to be able to score on Ohio State. Mi- Michigan State, we'll, we'll see, right? They lost K-9, as we know, but they did bring in some other guys. Broussard, I, I, I don't know. I, I think that Iowa, like Iowa never scares me in terms of, like, scoring. Um you never know what you're going to get with Penn State. So, yeah, it, it is. It is a loaded schedule. It's top-heavy to, to open up. But, man, I just uh, – Ohio State's going to be tough D- to beat. So Dave, doesn't that Wisconsin or Ohio State have that uh, game of the week feel where it would be the big noon kickoff um, mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. it's going to be a sleepy noon game? They could be sleepwalking to start the half. And the, and the one thing you don't want to do is get down to Wisconsin. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. then a turnover here, a turnover there, and Dave, you said it already. They're going to run it down your throat, and if mm-hmm. you're not, and you still have Steel Chambers there as a a reverted running back playing your middle middle linebacker position, I, I think it spells trouble. This schedule is tough. Is all I was it was all I was trying to get out of it. Yeah, I I can't can't disagree with that. Um, but okay, just sticking with the schedule being tough for a second. Brant, can Michigan please play somebody besides like Pioneer High School during the month of September? What like I hope 
that when the Big Ten does this massive expansion, like, give me one non-conference game, let it be your little preseason game, and then can we play some real football in the month of September? Like, I don't love, if I'm an Ohio State fan, I don't love opening up week one and having that Notre Dame game. Just like if I'm Notre Dame, I I don't necessarily love that. Although maybe I do because maybe Ohio State's not going to be as polished like week one. But, man, just as a Michigan fan, I'm like looking at our schedule, like just yawning. Like, come on now. Dave, let me ask you a question, though. What is right now, and I don't disagree with you. I think it would be great to see. But what is the incentive right now to play out-of-conference major matchups? Yeah. There, there isn't one. So, yeah, I mean, I go, I kind of go back to that. That if they're gonna let you get away with, and that's a problem with this, it's a systemic problem. It is. If they're gonna let you get away with it, then I mean, teams can take advantage of it. And Michigan, by most accounts, is being smart to take advantage of it. Although I agree with you, who wants to pay money to see sixty-three to three against Hawaii? Right. Nope. Yeah. I. That's exactly it. And I do think that maybe once this expansion really takes place, they're going to have to rethink a lot of things. So we'll we'll, we'll see. But I don't want to get too too off topic. Yeah, right. Um, the, the one I had ranked number two then was as something that I could see being likely would be Minnesota or Purdue winning the Big Ten West. And I know we kind of talked about that on a previous episode, the two teams to kind of keep your eye on. That's uh, – for you know, for those of you that don't know how these conference, like the two sides of the Big Ten, break down, that basically means taking Purdue or Minnesota likely over like Wisconsin, right? Like that's kind of where that take comes from. And I, man, just looking at their schedules, I, guess who they I, don't play? <laughs> right, don't play. right. They don't play them. <laughs> they don't play them. But dude, like even Minnesota's schedule, man, it is favorable. It's favorable. Like I. They open up against nobody for the first three weeks of the season. They travel to East Lansing. They do play Purdue. Both of those are winnable games, though, if you're Minnesota. Um, Illinois, Penn State, going to be beatable this year. Rutgers, Nebraska, Northwestern, close out against Iowa, and then Wisconsin um, at the very, very end of the year. And then Purdue, Purdue opens up against Penn State. That's interesting to me, Brant. Mm-hmm. That, that, that game is, is That's interesting. That's how you want Penn State. You want them on a platter at home to yeah. open your season. Dude, I, I agree. Then nothing. Nothing until October. They got to travel to Minnesota, Maryland, home against Nebraska, travel to Wisconsin. That'll be tough. Home against Iowa, and then they finish just a breeze, man. Illinois, Northwestern, Indiana. I mean, yeah, I... I could you see wanna, that. You want to measure up Iowa against those two? Iowa's crossovers are Ohio State and Michigan. That's that's enough said, right? Like that's right. that is as tough as it gets, man. It is. And when you look at uh, Purdue and Minnesota, they're missing them. They're missing Ohio yep. State and Michigan this year. So that's a big deal. And you have Tanner Morgan coming back, obviously under that offensive coordinator. He's had great success before. I, mm-hmm. I can see it again. I just really like those two, and I love that you put this at number two. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I do. I, I can definitely, definitely see it. Um, and then last but certain, certainly not least is you said Oregon and Washington will join the Big Ten before the, for the, college, before the college football playoff kicks off. Brant, I, any, anything that you are hearing right now coming out of the Big Ten in Kevin Warren's mouth is like this, this is happening and things are happening quick and fast. And I think 
The Big Ten wants to get this in place. I think that they are, they've seen the writing on the wall with what the SEC is trying to do, and they are trying to beat them at their own game right now. And I think that in the next few months, you're going to really start to see some major dominoes start to, to fall. Not without hiccups. You're already seeing it with UCLA, right, and some drama about them coming to the Big Ten. Um, but but it's it's happening. And I I think that uh, I could definitely see Oregon and Washington. I would be happy to, to see that. they got to do something to get Notre Dame in the Big Ten as well. I know Notre Dame wants to remain an independent, but... Man, you bring in Oregon and Washington, UCLA, USC, bring in Notre Dame. Like, yeah, you know how I feel about this. I'm sad. I hate seeing, like, the direction of all of this. But it is what it is, and, you know, it. we're moving forward. And, man, maybe this is what college football needs. Maybe, maybe the current system just isn't what is best. And maybe these super conferences is. And, and maybe it will evolve what the college football playoff looks like. You know, what you do with conference championships. Do you do like a conference tournament type of a thing, you know, with the top four seeds and before the college football playoff? I don't know, but things are going to get very interesting. So I have to put that at number one just for how quickly um, Kevin Warren seems to be wanting to move. And he's just been very transparent about that. Yeah, Dave, it's the words are embrace it. Just embrace it because it is happening. Yep. Um, and I and I put this one on there expecting you to have it in the middle to towards the back actually, but man, you you hit the nail on the head with Kevin Warren. He is moving and he is shaking and Oregon's reaching out. Oregon is 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 begging to get in. I feel like right now. So anytime you can get a brand like that, uh, and the SEC is going to be drawn dead with whoever they're going to be trying to get. Because the ACC is off limits currently, I believe. So it's mm-hmm. uh, it is uh, Oregon's Oregon's there for us to get. Yeah, yeah. I, I it's gonna be it's gonna be very very interesting. It's gonna take some adjusting, but like you said, gonna have to embrace it at this point. And if I'm gonna have to embrace it, God, it is nice to finally see like Kevin Warren and the Big Ten being forward thinking about things instead yeah, of absolutely you know, like the COVID 2020 season, which yeah. is a nightmare. So yeah. Um, yeah, but I like those, man. Those were good. All, all five of those were good takes. Even if I said, I, nah, I don't see it happening, they're at least worth a discussion, which I think is what you were trying to do. Um, yeah. Go ahead. I'm, I'm just – I'm really smart, Dave, is what it is. Um, I <laughs> – well. <laughs> yeah. Moving That's on. That's not moving. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, I had I had to I had to look for that one. Uh, I'll just leave that as is. Um, yeah, moving on, Brant. I want to talk a little bit of a little bit of NFL, a little buy or sell, a lot about the Lions, man. I don't. I know we're a few episodes into Hard Knocks. I am. I have finished two of the episodes. I'm going to watch the third tonight. I have it recorded. Um, and when I say I have it recorded, I mean I'm borrowing your HBO Max account. And uh, <laughs> you gave I appreciate me $5. you, man. It's all good. <laughs> I did, man. I did. Don't don't forget that. Um, but man, I don't know. There, I have never wanted to. People listen to this podcast probably like, dude, Dave just keeps bringing up the Lions. Like, what is it? He's a Cowboys fan. I don't know what it is, man. There's an aura around the Lions right now, and I can't stop talking about them and maybe it's because you've got the hard knock stuff on right now maybe it's because they finally just have a likable regime 
from Brad Holmes on down to this coaching staff. But man, like every time I start planning stuff for the podcast, I'm like, oh, dude, I want to hear your thoughts on these Lions. I really, really do. So let's start here, Brant. Buy or sell. The Lions can legitimately win the North this year. I will sell that. And I'm only selling because until Aaron Rodgers leaves, the division is his. And um, they just have a better coaching staff, a better philosophy, a better quarterback, and a decent defense. Okay, let me. I, I think most people who watch football would, would agree with that take. What, what if, and I know it's a big what if, so Aaron Rodgers goes down for, I'm not saying like a season-ending injury, but he goes down for four or five games. Do you think the Lions are that close in looking at the Bears and Vikings as the other, other two teams in that division that they could make a run at this thing? Like, do you think they're that close this year? We know they're young. We know they're rebuilding this thing. But do you think that that's a possibility, barring the Aaron Rodgers, something's going on there? Dave, have you ever seen a uh, division one with eight or nine games? <laughs> Maybe yeah. a division you watch closely? Yeah. Uh, so yes, I can I can buy that for sure. If you're going to tell me Aaron Rodgers will miss four plus games, I could see the Lions sneaking up, backing their way into a nine win NFC North title, a ten win NFC North title. I could see that. But listen, it's got to take Aaron Rodgers going out or something. And this team, I think they're close to uh, being able to win those those close games, and they could probably get some this year, but they're not going to consistently win, if that makes sense. They're not quite at that level yet. Okay, fair enough. So my next one for you, buy or sell. Jared Goff quiets some of his haters this year, you being one of them. Buy. Yeah, I'm you buying, think? I'm buying Goff stock. Are you? I, uh, yeah, I'm I think a lot of people are. I, I do. I think a lot of people are. Well, there's I, no there's no I reason to hate too. on him. I, there's no reason to hate on him right now. He's doing all the right things. He's he's doing it. Um, last year was so bad, Dave, that I think you just have to improve. And I think you saw down the stretch of the year last year there was incremental improvements. And the Lions fans want to see that. They they want to see these improvements. And the schedule is soft enough, I think, where you might see Goff get some pretty good numbers. He's better than. 10 quarterbacks in the league, maybe. He's maybe in the back the back half of them. But nonetheless, he can win you some games. So, I, yeah, I agree. And I think about, how, like, last year, how the season started. Like, it just seemed – like, from the minute Jared Goff got traded here in that Stafford trade, it just seemed like he did not want to be here. Right? I mean, can you blame him? Like, coming from L.A. and competing for Super Bowls, coming to the rebuilding Lions. But it was just, like, evident. He was so – just seemed like lethargic in talking about like you're the quarterback of this football team it just seemed like he didn't want to be here and then you know maybe credit that to Dan and his staff as the season went on Jared I mean Jared Goff is a he's a pretty soft-spoken guy uh and that's fine but as the season went on he did get a lot better and this year he's done like I've heard him talk several times he seems to be saying the right things, doing the right things. I, like, yeah, I, I think he he's going to have some more uh, some more weapons this year. And you know, who who knows? Dave, it's never fun being the new guy, right? So that stigma's kind of gone, and now is your time to own the team. And I hope he does that, man. Yeah, for sure. Brant, buy or sell? So 
Rodrigo, you know who I'm talking about, Malcolm Rodriguez, <laughs> right, if you watch Hard Knocks. Uh, yeah, I know who okay. he is. Right, linebacker out of Oklahoma State that they that they drafted. Um, just kind of a kind of a meathead, kind of just a like a, a football guy, as Jim Harbaugh would say, right? Um, here's the take, because he seems to be getting a lot of love. And I want you to remove Jamison Williams from this category, but just because he's hurt right now, Malcolm Rodriguez will be the second best pick the Lions made from this class this year. This year. Not overall. This year. Malcolm Rodriguez. Number one likely being Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah. Man, didn't they take a linebacker from Kentucky or an edge rusher? Uh, Their third round pick. Pascal. Josh Pascal. Pascal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so here's here's who they took. They took him. They they also took uh, Kirby Joseph, safety out of Illinois. Mm -hmm. They took a tight end, James Mitchell. Um and then they also took a James Houston linebacker out of Jackson State, and then Chase Lucas, the corner out of Arizona State. So, I'll, I'll sell it just because I think it's easier to be Pascal in a in a pass rush situation or in a blitzing situation than it is to be an undersized linebacker trying to learn coverages, trying to fill gaps. Uh, I mean, I know he's doing all the right things on hard knocks, but again, it's against the Lions' offense. Um, and I did hear out of when they were having the uh, the work with the Colts, the the working yeah. scrimmages. He did stick Jonathan Taylor one time that they were just raving about. All the beat writers were all over it. Um, but you know, I, I just really think that as a, as an edge rusher, if he has like four or five sacks compared to whatever Rodriguez might give you, don't you think that's more valuable I, or something I, in that aspect? So I do, but I really am wondering if if Josh Pascal is going to see the field. Uh, okay. I mean, I he's been hurt, he's been hurt first of all, and and I and I think that uh, man, not only is Hutch like basically locked into his spot, but you still got Charles Harris there. There is some uh, say what you will about him. I just don't I don't know with the personnel they currently have that Pascal's going to get enough looks to get you four or five sacks. Maybe he will. I and and maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's just I haven't heard enough about him, but. Um, I'm thinking that this year, I think Malcolm Rodriguez, if he keeps impressing this coaching staff, I think he's going to, it may be from a number of snaps alone that gets him to be the better player this year. And not once again, I'm not talking overall in a career, but um, it, it seems to me like that's a real possibility. Dave, before we move on, let me ask you a question. Uh, did it upset you at all when the coach was talking and saying, I would love to play anybody else except for Rodriguez, but he's making a case for him being the starter? I mean, while he was building him up, he was also kind of dogging him. Like, what what round were you picked? Like, I can't even – I don't even know, man. Like, what round did we get you? Dude, like, I, I loved it, actually, because – Did you? It, I, it, I don't know. Yeah, that was uh, – a. Was that Kelvin Shepard's or linebacker's yeah, coach? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I, yeah, and they're in the room or whatever. He's, yeah. like, kind of – you know, he's basically dogging the other guys in the room about them letting a rookie, let alone a six-round rookie, beat them out. But he's also kind of kicking him down. I do like it just because I think that that kind of stuff is authentic and real, and I think that rookies do have to pay their dues. And they want to for for a six-round pick, man. These guys are lucky sometimes to like make the yeah. team or to like get 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 a spot. So I think he's just reminding him who he is and, and saying, yeah, I might be I might be uh, blowing you up right now, but nothing nothing's given to you yet. We're talking yeah, about you haven't played a game. Right now. Yeah, you, you haven't, you played, haven't a game. played. Yeah, you haven't yeah. played a game. And I mean, Jared yeah. Davis has started, you know, a, a right. certain number of games. Sure, sure. So yeah, I personally no, I, I didn't. Uh, 
I didn't necessarily hate that. But, yeah, I, I knew exactly what you were talking about. All right, Brant, next one. Lions lose both Deuce Staley and Aaron Glenn next season. I'm going to sell that. Okay. Um, the reason got, why – you know why I asked that, right? I I would assume <laughs> – well, they're 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 on hard knocks every week. They're getting a lot of love. They're they're getting a lot of FaceTime. I mean, even before hard knocks though, like Deuce Daly was a name that you heard Dan Campbell even say last year, like, this dude's gonna be a head coach. Like it's just a, it's a matter of time. Um Aaron Glenn had interviews last year for head coaching vacancies. I mean I I'm curious the reason why I put this one on here is this coaching staff has become so likable and really like a national face right now that they're all former players. And, man, it makes me feel old because I literally remember watching all these guys play. Um, that I'm just wondering if, if what the Lions are building, is it, it's, it's a total coaching staff culture change. I'm wondering how sustainable it's going to be if you have these guys that are you know making kind of forward progress in their own careers. Yeah, I agree with that, Dave, but... I just don't think that – I mean, until they can put in a 12-win effort, do you really see them going anywhere? I mean, say they win seven games, and isn't that the over-under, like six and a half? Do you see them leaving if they win seven games, Dave? They're not going to get a head coaching position. No, I mean, if if Aaron, if Aaron Glenn does something special and we're looking at uh, – Top top twelve defense. defense. Yeah. yeah, like I'm just saying, from where they started to where yeah. they are now. If he looking at what the position groups that he's coaching, right, are in control of the defense. Yeah, I mean, I I could see it. I don't think it's that outlandish to to say that. Um, Deuce Staley is probably a little bit more of a right because like, what's his next jump? Is it offensive coordinator? Yeah, we don't know, man. Is he ever called plays? Like, you know, there's that that may be a harder harder foot in the door. But I mean, dude, you look at tight ends coach Dan Campbell. Dude, he never was an yep. offensive coordinator. He just jumped right into the head coach role, so you never and, know. And you kind of forget this team has an offensive coordinator that is not on TV a lot right now. Right, you yeah. Know, ben Johnson. So uh, you just never know who's up behind the scenes either. That's going to be the next big name, like a Mike McDaniel or something that's working under a McVay, a Kyle Shanahan. Those guys seem to get the first pickings at all the mm-hmm. jobs, right? Yes, yep, absolutely. So, all right, I'm going to hit you with, with the next one here. So, Brant. You remember draft night well, right? That was Brad Holmes all night making calls, trying to slice and dice and make moves. Brant, he made a made a key move when he moved up back into the first round and I think it was like to the 13th pick, I think so anyway. And at that time, there was a guy named Jordan Davis on the on the board who Michigan knows all too well from a uh, their college football playoff game, but Jordan Davis is a beast. Ended up with the Eagles. The Lions took Jameson Williams, who I'm super excited about. Like, don't get me wrong. But will the Lions regret taking Jameson in the long run over a Jordan Davis? I don't think so, Dave. Okay. I, I don't know if that was a sell or a buy, but yeah. um, I, I think I'll sell that. Yeah. Um, I, I do think Jordan or yeah, Jordan Davis is going to be great. Um, it, but Jameson Williams is one of those guys – that is going to change the game. I think Davis can do that too, but Williams is going to be able to do it in so many different facets that he could end up making a quarterback better. Where Davis is just going to be a piece of the defense. You know what I mean? That's going to so require I, a double team. But but yeah. 
I, I I do think though that it'll be interesting to see the downs that Jordan Davis plays. Right? Um, I you know he can stuff the run. You know he's going to wreck havoc yeah. in there. I just I was just thinking about this the other day. That's why I tossed this on there. I'm like, man. And then I look at Jordan Davis out there, and I'm like, dude, that guy's just a mammoth of a of a kid. Do you know? <laughs> because sometimes I'm like, can you imagine right now having Jordan Davis and Aiden Hutchinson on this defensive line? That right. sounds pretty sweet. Uh, uh, he's going to be a pain in our butt for a long time in the NFC East, Dave. Oh, yeah, The way he he's just pushing around offensive linemen, it's impressive. And they got N'Kobe Dean. Yeah, yeah. and they got N'Kobe Dean. So, yeah, I'm not, I'm not thrilled about that. Um, next one, Brant. A few more here. Two more Lions ones. So, Lions will regret not taking a quarterback from this draft class. <sighs> I have to go back to April Brant and tell him that he was probably wrong. Um, I'll sell that. Uh, I don't think there's any quarterbacks here that I've seen in the preseason. Malik has looked okay, and I think his future is going to be good, not great. Um, I'll also take Pickett as just a guy. I don't think he's going to be anything special. And fill out the rest of the names as as the quarterbacks went in the draft, Dave. I I don't think so. I think the only guy that I – of course, like a Malik Willis is like fun to watch in the preseason because he's scrambling and he's mm-hmm. like super fast. Looks like Mike Vick out there. Like you're like, oh man, do the Lions could have had him? And just seeing where the Titans drafted him, you're like, ooh, yeah, may- maybe. Uh, the guy that I'm kind of intrigued by, not necessarily that I'm saying they'll regret this, but like Desmond Ritter's looked pretty good, man. Um, and I know it's just the preseason, uh, but. You know, he played at Cincy. He was a winner there. He's looked really good so far. Um, so I hope not, but I, I think it's uh, worth keeping an eye on, especially if the Lions get caught in purgatory, meaning they are in that 7-8 win type of category. You can't go and draft a, a quarterback unless you're going to compile some assets to trade up, which you know Brad Holmes isn't scared to do. But you may there's a there's a world and a possibility where you're looking long-term with Jared Goff. What week does Desmond Ritter become that starter? Well, Marcus Mariota's also looked okay. So <laughs> yeah, um, I know. I I think the last half of the season. Okay, I do. so like I, after I, week nine or something? Yeah, I do. I, I think after, and I don't know when their bye week is. Sometimes that's a right. good time to make that change. But um, I, I think that the Falcons are going to be really, really terrible this year. And at some point, what's going to happen is – Mariota he is going to be Mariota. He's a fine player, but you're not gaining anything or progressing forward as a franchise by keeping him as your QB1. I think they probably let Ritter loose back half of the season. Um, all right, Brant. DeAndre Swift is going to finish as a top five running back this year. Bye. Bye the Swift, the Swift okay. stock. <laughs> all right. I'm on the right. hype train, man. Uh, all right. I will I will buy the Swift stock because the offensive line is going to be great. Uh, he will be good. Deuce Staley is going to help him a ton. Um, they're going to want to run the ball. I mean, that's what the Lions are going to want to do, Dave. So okay. I will take him like top five as in yardage or like no, both. just a yeah top top yard- five overall rated running back this year. Pro like a power focus. rating rank. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Yep, give him to me. Okay. All right. If he can stay healthy. I, I, Always I like put in the healthy caveat. Right. Deuce Staley told him he's got to man up and play. So. Yep. All right. Last two. 
Michigan State, Brant, they're being underrated once again. Buy or sell. Okay. Will I buy that they're <laughs> underrated or will I sell yes. that they're underrated? I will sell that they're underrated. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I keep flip-flopping on this team because I just don't – can't put my finger I know. On it. I, I know. I I'm with to, you. That's why I, that's why I randomly tossed in Michigan I, State into this. I really I, – I have to see them. But, Dave, doesn't your like gut tell you, like, man, I could totally see him winning six games and being right on these guys? But there's also the nine-game factor where it's like, how did they just win nine or ten games? What and you the could heck totally see happened? it happening. And you wouldn't be surprised. Nope. You would so not. I, I'm going to stick with my guns, though. I'll say, I'll say sell that they're going to be underrated. I think that they could finish fourth in the Big Ten East, um, of course, behind the Terrapins. There it is. Uh, last but not least, back to college football. The Big Ten ends up with somewhere between 20 and 24 teams to start the 2024 season. Oh, my God. That makes my stomach turn, man. Uh, I'll buy it, though. I wow, feel like I we're know. headed to Me too, dude. What is this? I feel, I feel, I feel like we're you. headed to 20. I feel like we're headed to 20, and I feel like this, this – this rocket ship is on blast off, man, and it man. is a race. It is a race to get as many teams as you can. And when Oregon's at the door and Washington's at the door, I mean, Dave, you got to think about how these are big markets, the Northwest market. Grab everybody from Seattle. If you want Stanford, go get the San Francisco region. Um, just start grabbing. If you want Utah, get Salt Lake City. Like, these are big markets. Like, Salt Lake City is a top 10 market. Like, what is SEC gonna grab? You know, yeah. they can't grab Virginia right now. That would be a big market. You know, the DMV area. They would love to grab that, but they can't. You can't go grab North Carolina market. Like that's mm. off the table for you. So, I, I think that's it, man. Yeah, I, I think that's a very, very real possibility. All right, man. Last segment. It's been a while, dude. Brand's best bets. We're back, baby. Oh, <laughs> let's, uh, let's make these people some money, man. Okay. Yes, that is always the goal. And please never, ever take our advice. <laughs> if you have a gambling problem, please dial 1-800. No, I'm just kidding. Um, have you downloaded the, the FanDuel app for Grandma Sally to get in? We're going to get Grandma. <laughs> Grandma, we're going to get you hooked up. We'll start with a nice, easy little $5 bet. And... <laughs> We'll we'll dip your toe in the water, but uh, yeah. no, we got to get Grandma Sally on FanDuel. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Okay, Dave. So, all right, let's start with some Week Zero games because who doesn't love the Week Zero action, man? Um, Me. Let's, let's start with the <laughs> first game of the season. You already mentioned it, Dublin, Ireland. Both these teams are already over there. They're getting ready for the game. They're going to play in a stadium that is going to be packed with a bunch of. Irish people that want to see college football. Um, so mm. the line is Nebraska, 13 and a half. Can the fighting Scott Frost cover that against Pat Fitzgerald's Wildcats? That's a bullet in Scott Frost, man. There is no <laughs> – nope, I don't. I won't buy it. I'm not getting on this Nebraska train, 13 and a half. I'm not saying – Nebraska will probably win this game. They should win. I mean, they're favored by – 13 and a half they should win this game I, I i don't buy it 
Um, new quarterback, new. They got a new look out there. I think he'll he'll be hopefully better for for their sake. But uh, Northwestern had a down year last year, Brant. I don't see Pat Fitzgerald coming out and struggling again. I Pat Fitzgerald's a he is a heck of a coach, um, and yeah. and I and he's a better coach than Scott Frost is, and I'll, I'll I will take that to the to the grave. He is. I think they give him a run for their money. I think I'll I will take Northwestern with thirteen and a half points. What do you got, Dave? I'm right there with you. I will take Northwestern with a thirteen and a half points as well. Um, I do think that it's going to be a more of a slugfest. It's always these week one. Oh, week zero games that they're mm. they're feeling each other out offenses the defenses are always ahead of the offenses so if you are gambling just keep that in mind that the defenses typically are in front of the offenses at this point in the season uh okay dave so we're both on the wildcats got it all right mm-hmm. brett bielema's fighting illini going against the wyoming cowboys because we don't have any other games dave right, uh, right. all right but we do have to cover the big 10 so um what you know about the Illini and covering ten and a half points against the Cowboys? I just don't like them covering by ten and a half points. I don't. I think I I saw somewhere that they're predicted to score like twenty six points or something like that, and that alone just tells me I'm no, I'm I'm out on that. I will take they probably win around ten, but I, I will take Wyoming with a plus ten and a half there. What about you? All right, man. I am rocking with the Cowboys as well. Uh, wow, I'm just, okay. I just, I cannot. Dude, look at us two for two. We never agree. I know. But, Dave, come on. Have you seen Illinois play football? Like, yeah, they, might they were score, bad last year. Right. They might score 17 points. I don't know what Wyoming will give them, but I know they'll give them effort. Like, yep. I do know that. So, and always remember when you're gambling, too, on this stuff. These little teams are going to get up for these games more than Illinois is going to want to go out and play them. So uh, I'll take 10.5. I don't trust Illinois covering any number right now nope. until I see them. So, Me neither. Um, if that number, if that was at 6.5, yeah, I probably yeah, would. I would take that. Yeah. Okay. But no, not where it's at. Um, all right, Dave. I'm going to give out next Thursday's game because uh, a, a week and a day from now. Because by the time we record and drop our next pod, it'll be too late for you guys to get on the Penn State-Purdue game. And this is maybe one of the games I'm really looking forward to uh, throughout the whole weekend um, is the Penn State-Purdue game. It's going to be a night game at Purdue. We all saw what Purdue did last year. Dave and I are predicting them to be in the race in the West. So, Dave, Penn State, three and a half. Can they cover it? I, I think they cover it, and I think they win that game. Or not? I know not Penn State covering it. Sorry, I, I'll take okay. Purdue. Yeah, I'll take Purdue plus three and a half, and I would take them on the money line. Okay. Yeah, I mean the three and a half is like a bonus, right? Right. Like, right. Yeah, the so, three and a half is a bonus. Dave, lock it in, baby. We are three for three together. Wow. Let's man. go. <laughs> this is this is like first time ever, man. This probably means we we are going to be zero for three on these first picks. So. Yep. So if you are smart, go ahead and. Parlay the other three together. You'll make yourself a nice exactly. little cash out. Um, but, man. no, uh, I, I really like Purdue in this spot. I think they're going to be hype. I think that, man, Purdue is like a tough place to go and win for whatever reason as well. Uh, yeah. that, that place can be a hornet's nest for people. We've seen Ohio State lose over the years there. 
Uh, some other big teams lose over there. So uh, obviously knocking off Michigan State last year when they were undefeated. So uh, I do like produce chances in that. So, Dave, lock of the week. Can you give me a little drop oh. music for that? <laughs> All right, Give it man. to me. Lock of the week. I was able to get the number 50 and a half under on the Nebraska Northwestern game. How do you feel about that, Dave? 1,000% under <laughs> on that. Wow, was it really at 50 and a half? It was. It, it has dropped since, but it opened at 50 and a half. I grabbed it as soon as that thing came off the press because mm. I knew it would drop. These teams are going to struggle to put points on the board, I believe. The only, the only outlying factor here is a Casey Thompson. Like If he is, ends up being like really good, I'm going to just act like I didn't make that bet. But... If he ends up being what I think he might be, which is kind of more of a middle-of-the-road guy, I don't see them scoring over 51 points together. I, I would have to agree with you there. And, man, I, it, it's been nice to, to, to get back to just these weekly episodes. Football, oh, dear Lord, it is finally, <laughs> finally back, man. I am like, whoo, we needed it. We needed it. And we're here. Finally, I don't care if it's week zero or week negative one. I, <laughs> dude, I am I'm here for it, and I am all aboard the Northwestern train this weekend. So, um, man, if you have not done so already, Garage Takes listeners, give us a follow, subscribe. It's free to do so. We appreciate your support. We're trying to grow this pod every week, give you guys something to listen to, and you know, I, I've said it before, and I probably should have opened uh, opened this way, Brant, and we'll remember this for next time just to, to tell people what our podcast is all about. And, and the way I feel about it is this. We're not experts. I would equate our Garage Takes podcast to sitting around with your buddy in the garage, cracking a cold one, and talking sports. And then we made a show out of it. And so um, if you can get down with that and you're that kind of person that that can just listen freely and agree and disagree with some things, shoot us a like, follow us, give us some comments, give us some feedback. We want your input. We want your voice. We're doing this for you, and, and we're having fun doing it. So we appreciate you as always, and we will be back very soon with some new content and hopefully some good hot takes. All right, Brant. I'll see you next time, man. All right. See ya. Powered by Riverside.